is this a cry for help? Like, are you trying to tell us that like you're having a nervous breakdown? Is that what that means? <laughs> well? like, man, like, that was like it's the book we're talking about. Like, <laughs> did you not making any sense, she, man? She's like, she's just, what the book's about and it really I thought it made a lot of sense no, it considering does. it does it does it does like yeah it's about yeah you know being locked in well not locked in a house but yeah and the baby and that was a nice that was a nice touch thank you Sersha there was like dishwasher sounds and like a microwave and stuff we can't really hear them <laughs> oh my god you really went in for it this time yeah like I wanted it to be like yeah like the dishwasher and like the washing machine going at like once and then like having a pot boiling so like I got all those sounds and then like the pot boils over and the microwave goes and the doorbell goes and the dog is barking and the baby starts crying and stuff I never want to have kids man you will be the force out of any of us to have like three and a half kids or whatever the shit <laughs> that is three and a half kids is that not what it's called it is now man <laughs> <laughs> you know, here, let's 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 talk about I don't know what's been going on since the last show. The last show was in twenty twenty. We are we are now officially in twenty twenty one, you guys. Goody. <laughs> Oh man, that, that kind of says it all, doesn't it? I mean, like, it's, things are moving forward somewhat. There's a new president in the US. There's a vaccine on the way. J.K. Alpa has blonde hair now. Oh my God, like, less than two minutes to bring that up. He's trying to kill me, Katie. Okay, is, is nobody going to, like, talk about the fact that this man is choosing violence every day? And it affects me. It affects me. I don't know when I log on to Instagram in the morning if my heart is going to be able to take it. Just, he's so beautiful. Dude, dude like, I, I appreciate, I appreciate where you're coming from with this. Could you please sit just a tad further back from your mic while you're waxing lyrical about this? Well, I finished, so... Yeah, okay then. Fair enough. Carry on. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, 2021. Yeah, stuff is stuff is the same, but but it's not the same. Dude, everything is exactly the same as it's been for the last eight months. We are sitting in exactly the same spot. Yeah, but, like, we're different, though. Are we? Are we, Thursha? <laughs> Do you not think so, man? Well, like... I was joking, but like, um, I don't know. I can't like really remember how things were this time last year. Is that was that weird? I don't think so. No, like the way things are, like it kind of makes sense that every day would sort of just bleed into the next. Like it's it's always like that over Christmas and New Year's anyway. And then having that with lockdown as well, like you'd start to wonder if like any time had passed at all. Yeah, right. So so I I don't know. I don't know if anything's changed. Well, I'm well different, Sal. You are exactly. The same. I am a half stone heavier. I will have you now. <laughs> That's my girl. <laughs> <laughs> No, but no, 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 no. Like I, I do think we are different. Like, search. I think that's that's a really good point. Like, it's it's cool that you brought that up because, like, because like I, I, I was a dick. Hey, man. Like, we don't we don't need to like get into that right now. No, 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 no. Like, it's important. Like, it's it's what I'm doing all that therapy for, right? No, you're doing all that therapy to feel happier. Oh my God, you're like so sweet. Jesus. <laughs> like, it's the case though, man. Like, you're you're so much better now. Like, that's what I'm saying though, I think. Like, I was such a dick because like, I was super unhappy or whatever. Like, wanting to be somebody else and stuff. Yeah, like, oh my God, like all that throwing out opinions that I hadn't even thought about or anything. Oh, oh it's so gross. Like, like, what do you mean uh, dude, dude, you know, you know what I mean? Like, it's uh, talking about, say, you being gay, like I knew what that was like. Or like talking about Chloe being from Cabra, like some some half-baked opinion I heard somewhere makes me an authority on your life. And like throwing that opinion out there means that I know something about you. Like, like 
in in the dick move universe that makes me like at least a supporting main character you know hmm Hawkeye like at least like maybe even Gamora here no way in hell you being a dick is as sexy as Zoe Saldana Sarah gonna put a stop to that right now that is an excellent point that is an excellent point thank you Chloe you're welcome (laughs) no like no like it's it's a dick move to talk about you guys like I know what it's like to be you it's it's a weird gross thing and the only reason to do it is like to say that I'm in charge of the conversation and you're not like that's not what being friends is about and I am truly sorry for once in my life you have like reasons though man yeah well like not excuses though like thanks Sarah that's not that is like real sound yeah thanks yeah (laughs) 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 more like we should no we should like talk about like the book and all so that like Katie can get her like Korean pronunciation like going or whatever what like I find the hangle like easier to read (laughs) (laughs) I do like (laughs) so do you want to do you want to explain the difference between the Korean and translated English titles then uh, K-Money wait what (laughs) my god you freak you don't even (laughs) I'm only learning man like I know what the letters sound like but I don't know what they mean Like it is, it is actually weirdly fortunate that our accidental like obsession with K-pop gave us like a ton of background for a feminist masterpiece. That was, that was unexpected. Yeah, yeah. Like I didn't expect to like use stuff I picked up watching like Return of Superman on YouTube when I was reading this book. What like? Superman the film like why are you doing like watching dubbed films on YouTube Sarah said you'd like there are better ways to spend your time look at pictures of J.K. Opan oh, god like I knew that was coming and I didn't try to stop it even like but oh god no no Return of Superman is this reality TV show like in Korea and it's it's yeah it's been going for like years and years and years but like yeah dads are left alone with their kids for a day or a weekend or something and like it's bizarrely cute like I watch like super old episodes of it too like like Tablo from Epic High was in one series with his daughter Haru who is like beyond adorable oh my god oh man yes I watched that series when I was like in my big bang proper obsessed phase let's not talk about that but yeah Chu Sarang was in that series too she was amazing oh my god with her grape addiction oh my god so cute none of what you're saying makes sense right now okay sit further back from your mic right now okay okay that was that was that was horrible I mean, I'm possibly the best one of my all kinds done by somebody else. All right. That was, I felt that in my loins. Thank you for sharing the status of your loins. As ever, I, I do like to keep up with them and, and their, uh, their Twitter feed is, is only, it's only so up to date. They don't have tums, Kleena. This is weird. This is a weird, <laughs> this is a weird place that we've gone to. Um, and I would like for us to go back to talking about Korean reality TV um, because that is slightly more sane. Um, is, are the rest of you guys in agreement? Oh God, yes. <laughs> like, no, like in, in fairness, like not, not the, to say that we go back to whatever it was that Chloe was talking about, but like maybe we should start with the book and the author and then talk about all the stuff we were able to slot in. Like... Korean reality TV. Oh, that is better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so is, is Katie going to do it with her flawless pronunciation? I was a stone. Oh my God, dude, like <laughs> seriously. <laughs> I, I can do it real quick. So um, yeah, yeah. The book we're talking about today is um, uh, Kim Ji-young, born 1982. The, the Korean title is 
Paul Inyon saying Kim Ji Young. Um, I think the idea is that's how someone is introduced in Korea. Like depending on whether you're older or younger than who you're talking to, you might have to speak and act like formally um, or they might need to treat you formally. So telling people your age or the year you were born in when you're meeting people is, is like a thing. Yeah, doesn't the Korean word for for friends? <gasps> chingu, chingu, chingu is the word for friends. <laughs> yes, yes, chingu, dude. Like, <laughs> I think yeah, that that like yeah, literally means like same age. Like you can only be really the same as people that are the same age as you. Like older than you are senior, and you need to offer them a level of respect. And younger than you are dongsengs, and while they need to afford you a level of respect, you like need to look after them too. Like like you would pay for lunch if both of you went out for lunch or whatever it's fairly complicated like yeah i think it has roots in like confucianism or something like respect for elders coming together as a community living with discipline simplicity that that sort of thing i did not expect us to get into confucianism this early in the show like less than 10 minutes is that that's early for for confucius like surely we shouldn't be talking about it anyway given how anti-feminist an ideology it is well i mean it should be taken into account that it was created during a time when adult women looked like they were bleeding to death every month unless they were dropping 1.2 children yearly until menopause i mean of course men are going to do all of the text writing and decision making while women are being used as human incubators now that we know better surely we can reinterpret those ideologies in a way that serves the current more accepting social climate instead of like applying ideals from the fourth century bc how come Sertia never gets a woke alert that is an excellent point actually oh my god really woke down yeah the many many tangent roads I, I know we're going to but yeah, like um, around. yeah let's 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 talk about this book um yes yeah um kim jiang um born 1982 was written by cho namju um who is a former television script writer um in the writing of kim jiang born 1982 she drew partly on her own experience as a woman who quit her job to stay at home after giving birth to a child kim jiang born 1982 is her third novel It has had a profound effect on gender inequality and discrimination in Korean society and has been translated into 18 languages. Did did you just slide into the author bio mid-sentence? And if I did... Oh my. Sarah, this big lady dick energy. Here, you should like take responsibility for past thoughtlessness like more often. God, Chloe, did you like mess up saying thoughtlessness? I, I am choosing to take that as the compliment that it so very obviously is. Okay, yeah. Th- thoughtlessness is a hard word to say, all right? And thank you, Sarah. <laughs> okay. So moving on to, to talk a little bit about the book itself. Um, yeah, Kim Ji-young is a girl born to a mother whose in-laws wanted a boy. Kim Ji-young is a sister made to share a room while her brother gets one of his own. Kim Ji-young is a female preyed upon by male teachers at school. Kim Ji-young is a daughter whose father blames her when she's harassed late at night. Kim Ji-young is a good student who doesn't get put forward for internships. Kim Ji-young is a model employee but gets overlooked for promotion. Kim Ji-young is a wife who gives up her career and independence for a life of domesticity. Kim Ji-young has started acting strangely. Kim Ji-young is depressed. Kim Ji-young is mad. Kim Ji-young is her own woman. Kim Ji-young is every woman. Like, 
like that should be like horrifying but like the most hideous thing was how normal all of the obstacles like Jiang faces yeah exactly like it's it's very easy to think that the issues Jiang is dealing with were as a result of Korean society only but like the fact is like I recognized everything like everything she went through like one way or another yeah again like it might help if we take a look at an excerpt first like maybe we should hear from Jiang before we start talking about him <laughs> yes. Yes, yeah. yes 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 so uh yeah K-Money well like are you gonna make fun of me I am not no I, I like that though I like that fear you are an actual bully man that is vintage bully talk Chloe I hear Chloe apologized to Katie what you are bullying Katie and I think you should apologize yeah yeah I agree Chloe it's, it's the right thing to do Chloe I hear you are a lot of bitches you aren't serious I don't know I think it's really serious it's fine Jesus Katie I'm sorry. Uh, sorry, what was that? I'm sorry. Okay, Jesus Christ. I will take my ongoing verbal abuse of you more seriously going forward. Okay. Yeah, okay. Like, that wasn't exactly like what I thought it's, I was going to... It's the best you're going to get, man. No, no, Chloe, come on. No, dude, like an intervention of that magnitude, that would take a whole show, like, on its own. You know what? Actually, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> Oh, <laughs> you okay with the excerpt, man? Yeah, all right. Um, yeah, yeah, here it is. Okay. Um, yeah. Kim Ji-young is 33 years old, or 34 in Korean age. She got married three years ago and had a daughter last year. She rents a small apartment on the outskirts of Seoul with her husband, Jung Dae-hyun, 36, and daughter, Jung Ji-won. Dae-hyun works at a mid-sized IT company and Jiang used to work at a small marketing agency which she left a few weeks before her due date. Dae-hyun usually comes home from work around midnight and goes into the office at least once on weekends. Dae-hyun's parents live in Busan and Jiang's parents run a restaurant making Jiang her daughter's sole caretaker. Just after Ji-won turned one in the summer, she started daycare as a half-day infant. She spends her mornings at a converted ground floor apartment daycare center in the same apartment complex where she lives. Jiang's abnormal behavior was first detected on September 8th. Daehyun remembers the exact date because it was the morning of Bengyeol, white Jew. And the first, excuse me, I'm getting emotional already. <laughs> um, the first night of autumn when the temperature drops below dew point. Daehyun was having toast and milk for breakfast when Jiang suddenly went to the veranda and opened the window. It was quite sunny out, but the cold air rushed in as soon as the window was opened and reached the kitchen table where Daehyun was sitting. Jiang returned to the table with her shoulders hunched and as she sat down, said, I knew there was a little nip in the air these past few mornings and today is Benyo. White morning dew on fields of gold on Benyo when the nights grow cold. I do not know if that's the tune or if that's a tune that should be used, but that is what I'm deciding to go with right now. <laughs> Dion laughed. Like, it's obviously a traditional song. Like, why would why would that be? The, okay. Um, Dion laughed at his wife, who was talking like a much older woman. What's up with you? You sound like your mom. Take a light jacket with you, Jung Xiaobang. There's a chill in the mornings and evenings. Even then, he thought she was just joking around. Her imitation of her mother was flawless, down to her signature right eye wink when she was asking for a favor and the elongated last syllable of Jung Xiaobang. He had found her staring off into space or crying over sad songs, but Daehyun figured she was just exhausted from taking care of the baby. She was basically a cheerful person, full of laughter, who also made Daehyun laugh by doing impressions of celebrities. So, Daehyun shrugged off Ji-young's imitation of her mother, gave her a hug, and went to work. 
When Daehyun came back from work that night, she was sleeping next to their daughter. Both were sucking their thumbs, looking cute but absurd. Gazing at the two side by side, he tugged his wife's arm to pull her thumb out of her mouth. Jiyoung's tongue stuck out a little and she smacked her lips, just like a baby, and then settled back to sleep. A few days later, Jiyoung said that she was Cha Sungyeon, a college friend who had died a year before. Sungyeon and Daehyun had started college at the same, uh, in the same year, ugh, and Jiyoung had been their junior by three years. All three were members of the same university hiking club. However, Jiyoung and Daehyun didn't know each other in college. Daehyun wanted to go on to graduate school, but had to give up due to family circumstances. After he completed his third year of university, he took time off to belatedly fulfill his military service, after which he returned to his home in Busan to work part-time for a year. Jiyoung had entered college and was an active hiking club member during his time away. Sungyeon had always been good to her fellow female club members, on top of which she and Jiyoung had something in common. They didn't actually enjoy hiking. They became friends and kept in touch and met up frequently even after Sungyeon graduated. In fact, Sungyeon's wedding reception was the very occasion on which Daehyun and Jiyoung met for the first time. Sungyeon died giving birth to her second child due to an amniotic fluid embolism. Jiyoung was suffering from postpartum depression when she heard about Sung Young's death, and the shocking news on top of everything else made it hard for her to handle everyday tasks. After their daughter had gone to sleep, the couple relaxed and drank some beers, something they hadn't done in a while. When Jiyoung had almost finished a can of beer, she tapped her husband on the shoulder and abruptly said, Hey, Jiyoung is having a hard time. Raising a toddler is emotionally draining. You should tell her every chance you get. You're doing great. You're working so hard. I appreciate you. Are you astral projecting, hun? Fine, fine. Yeah, you're doing great, Kim Ji-young. I know you're going through a hard time. I appreciate you and I love you. Daehyun lovingly pinched her cheek, but she swatted his hand away, irritated. You still see me as the love-struck 20-year-old Cha Sung-yeon, who shook like a leaf, middle of summer, confessing her feelings. Daehyun's heart stopped. That was almost 20 years ago. In the middle of the day, in the middle of summer, in the middle of the university athletics field, yards away from the tiniest spot of shade. The blazing sun was beating down on the two of them. He couldn't remember how they ended up there, but he'd run into Sungyeon, who suddenly said she liked him. She liked him, she had feelings for him, she had said, sweat, pouring, lips, trembling, stammering. Daehyun gave her an apologetic look, and she instantly folded. Oh, you don't feel the same. Got it. Forget what I said, forget this whole thing happened, I'll treat you the same as before, like nothing happened. And with that, she trotted across the field and disappeared. She really did treat him the same as before, as if nothing had happened, and so casually that Daehyun wondered if the whole thing had been a sun exposure induced hallucination. He had never thought about it again. And here was his own wife bringing it back. A scene from a sunny afternoon almost 20 years ago that only two people in the world knew about. Jiang was all Daehyun could say. He might have mumbled her name three more times. Ah, dude, stop calling me by her name. I get it, I know, you're a model husband. Ha, dude, Cha Sun Young used to say over and over when she was drunk. His hair stood on end and he felt something like electric currents spreading over his scalp. Pretending to be unfazed, he kept telling her to stop kidding around. Jiang, leaving her empty can on the table, went into the bedroom to lay down next to her daughter without brushing her teeth. She immediately fell fast asleep. Daehyun got himself another beer and knocked it back. Was this some kind of joke? Was she drunk? Was she possessed by a spirit or something like those people on TV? The next morning, Jiang came out of the bedroom massaging her temples. She didn't seem to remember what had happened the night before. 
On the one hand, he was relieved to think she had simply been drunk. But on the other hand, that was one spooky drinking habit. He also found it hard to believe that she had actually been drunk and blacked out. She'd only had one can of beer. Her odd behaviour continued sporadically. She'd send him a text message riddled with cute emoticons she never normally used. Or make dishes like oxbone super glass noodles that she neither enjoyed nor was good at. Jiung was starting to feel like a stranger to Daehyun. After all this time, the stories they shared, as countless as raindrops, the caresses as soft and gentle as snowflakes, and the beautiful daughter who took after them both, his wife of three years, whom he married after two years of passionate romance, felt like somebody else. Then came the Chuseok harvest holidays. They were visiting Daehyun's parents down in Busan. Daehyun took Friday off and the three of them left home at seven in the morning and arrived in Busan five, five hours later. And he said five years later, that would have been a very long trip. That's also the lamest joke I've ever made. Moving on. They had lunch with Daehyun's parents immediately after they arrived and Daehyun, tired from the long drive, took a nap. Daehyun and Jiang used to take turns at the wheel on long drives, but ever since their daughter was born, Daehyun did all the driving. The baby fussed, whined and cried every time they put her in the car seat, and Jiang was better at keeping her occupied and happy by playing with her and giving her snacks. Jiang did the dishes after lunch, took a coffee break and went to the market with her mother-in-law to, stop, to shop for Chuseok food. They spent the afternoon boiling the oxbone, marinating ribs, prepping and blanching the vegetables to season some and freeze the rest for later, washing and preparing seafood for the next day's pancakes and fritters, making, eating and clearing dinner. The next day, Jiang and Daehyun's mother flipped pancakes, fried fritters, stewed ribs and sculpted rice cakes. The family ate freshly made holiday dishes and enjoyed themselves. Their daughter, Jiwon, felt right at home in the arms and laps of her grandparents who showered the affectionate child with love. The day after that was Chuseok. Daehyun's older cousin was in charge of the ancestral rites, so Daehyun's family didn't have much to do on the day itself. Everyone slept in, had a simple breakfast of food made the day before, finished the dishes, and Soohyun, Daehyun's younger sister, arrived with her family. Two years younger than Daehyun and a year older than Jiyong, Soohyun lived in Busan with her husband and two sons, and her in-laws lived in Busan as well. Her father-in-law being the eldest of his male siblings, Suhyun was under a great deal of pressure during the holidays to make food for the ancestral rites and wait on the guests. Suhyun passed out as soon as she arrived. Jiang and Daehyun's mother made soup from the oxbone broth, cooked a fresh, a fresh batch of rice, grilled fish and seasoned vegetables for lunch. Jesus Christ, I am tired just reading this shit. After lunch was cleared, Suhyun brought out a big bag of gifts for Jiwon. Dresses of all colours, a tutu, hair slides, lace socks, and so on. Suhyun put slides in Jiwon's hair and socks on her feet, admiring the baby girl. I wish I had a daughter. Daughters are the best. In the meantime, Jiyoung brought out plates of apple and pear slices, but everybody was so full from lunch they barely touched them. When she brought out rice cakes, Suhyun took a piece. Mom, did you make these at home? Of course I did. Mom, how many times do I have to tell you don't make food at home? I was going to mention this before, but like, don't make oxbone broth either. Buy the pancakes at the market and get the rice cakes from the shop. Why do you make so much food when we don't even hold ancestral rights here? You're too old for this and it's hard on Jiang. Disappointment flashed across the mother's face. It isn't work when you're feeding your own family. The point of the holidays is to get together, make and eat food together. She turned to Jiang and put her on the spot. Was it too much for you? At this, Jiang's expression softened. Her cheeks flushed into a gentle pink and a warm smile emerged in her eyes. Daehyun was nervous. Jiang responded before he could change the subject or get her out of there. 
Oh, Mrs. Jung, to tell you the truth, my poor Jiyoung gets sick from exhaustion every holiday. Time stood still in the room. It was as if they suddenly found themselves sitting atop a great iceberg. Sihyun finally broke the silence by letting out a long, frosty sigh that dissolved in the air. Gee, Jiwon needs a diaper change, no? Daehyun belatedly grabbed Jiyoung by the hand, but she swatted him off. Jung Sobang, you're to blame too. You spend all your holidays in Busan and drop by our place just for a quick bite. This year, try to come earlier, she said, winking her right eye. Oh my god, I do that in real life. <laughs> Sorry. Um, right at that moment, Suhyun's six-year-old son fell off the sofa while playing with his little brother. He began to howl in pain, but no one had the mind to tend him. He took a look at the adults sitting there, mouths agape, and stopped crying on his own. What is this nonsense? Daehyun's father thundered. Is this how you behave in front of your elders? Daehyun, Suhyun, and everyone else in our family only get together a few times a year. Is this really something to complain about, spending time with your family? Father, that's not what she's saying, Daehyun tried to explain, but he didn't know how to start. Mr. Jung, with all due respect, I must say my piece, Jiang said in a cool tone, pushing Daehyun aside. As you know, the holidays are a time for families to gather, they're not just for your family. They're for my family too. Everyone's so busy nowadays and it's hard for my children to get together too, if not for the holidays. You should at least let our daughter come home when your daughter comes to visit you. In the end, Daehyun had to cup his hand over Jiyoung's mouth and drag her out. She's not well, father. You've got to believe me, mom, father, Suhyun too. She hasn't been well lately. I'll explain everything later. Daehyun got his wife and daughter in the car so fast they didn't even have time to button their coats. Once in the car himself, Daehyun pressed his head against the steering wheel, overwhelmed. Meanwhile, Jiang sang to their daughter as if nothing ever happened. His parents didn't even come out to say goodbye. Instead, Suhyun appeared carrying her brother's bag and put them in the trunk. Jiang's right, said Suhyun. We've been inconsiderate. Don't fight or argue about it. Don't get mad. Just say that you're grateful and you're sorry. Got it? I'm off now. Talk to father for me. Daehyun wasn't angry. He was baffled, sad, and scared. Daehyun visited the psychiatrist alone to discuss Jiyoung's symptoms and treatment options. He told his wife, who didn't seem to be aware of her condition, that he had booked a therapy session for her since she hadn't been sleeping well and seemed stressed. Jiyoung thanked him, saying that she had indeed been feeling blue and enervated, tired, I assume, um, and that she expected maternity blues. Well, I mean, that's just very good, Kate. Oh, man, I mean, I'm just, I'm actually exhausted right now. <laughs> Aww, <laughs> Katie, oh, my God. Well, no, but, like, you are right, though, Serge. Like, it was cool to know what the things, like, they were referring to were. Like, knowing, like, that Chuseok is, like, the biggest holiday of the year and, like, that women don't take their husband's name when they get married, but, like, the children tend to. Like, even, like, tiny things, like how far away Busan is from Seoul. <coughs> What's tasty in Busan? <laughs> I swear, you are seven years old, man. <laughs> What? what? I, I don't understand. Ah, so you have not gotten deep enough into your BTS YouTube suggestions to find out what's tasty in Busan. Well, I'm obviously not, no. Well, you're aware that young JK is uh, is from Busan. Yes, yes, and and young Jimin, if if I'm if I'm remembering right. Uh, no, no, that's that's absolutely correct. Um, well, yes, the the boys were were at a fan meet down there um, some years ago, and I think it might have been um, young Hobie. Um, who asked the the crowd in attendance what they should go and eat after said fan meet and um, hence, you know, what's tasty in Busan. Ah, I see, I see, I see. 
Well, uh, yes, that is that is hilarious. Ah, here, King of Jesus, now shut up. Like, no, J.K. Alpa, like, he he taught us something real funny when, when Hobby asked that question. And, and he whispered it to Hobby Alpa and, and Jimmy Alpa. And they were, like, horrified that someone with the face of an actual angel, like, sent down to earth to marry me. Reel it back there, Chloe. Oh, just explain what's going on. Like. <laughs> Uh, do we know what, what he was um, talking about? Yeah, well, like, Buzz has it that there's a fish dish that's served in there that uh, translates roughly as um, penis fish. So a uh, fish that, that looks like male genitalia. Dude, you said you hadn't watched the video, man. You've clearly read the comments. P- people really watch and comment on videos of fan meets. Like, I take it that these are videos that people in attendance have taken. Oh, yeah, yeah definitely, man. I mean, like, how else would I know about that girl that wants to sue me and Yungi? <laughs> I will sue Min Yungi for making me suffer like this. <laughs> so cute. Someone actually said that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Katie's still upset at one horse. So, you <laughs> so, know. I don't understand, though, Clee. Folks are usually like knee deep in YouTube clips at this stage of their army induction. Well, I thought I'd start with Run BTS and go from there. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, okay. The approved content. I like it. I like it. <laughs> so, so, again, for our listeners. Um, the boys, the BTS boys, they yeah they put together like this regular TV show thing, and they don't go on a lot of like Korean TV shows, um, so they put together their own one and they put it up online. Um, and yeah, it's mostly them having to do stupid games and being really quite funny. Um, but yeah, usually the losers have to complete a forfeit, like yeah, wear something stupid or eat something gross or whatever. Or the winners get snacks, you know. Yes, 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 yes. Watching seven grown ass men chase each other around a slip and slide so they can have fried chicken first. Yeah, that's something I didn't realize was missing in my life until I saw it. Yeah, I mean, I can't decide if I love Jimin getting lachi molala from carbonara when they had to do that lip reading challenge. Oh my god, and Jin getting carbonara anyway. <laughs> or, Come on. Or, he demands a pro. He's a pro. protecting his lollipop from the rain when they did the detective mystery episode. Their reason, I can't figure out which one I like more. I would like to point out that we started this thread with the intention of explaining how being armies gave us an insight into everyday Korean life. Oh, yeah. Okay, those weren't the best examples then. <laughs> <laughs> but for me, though, I think I think the K-dramas I watched gave me more to work with there. Like, I mean, the Reply series is, like, especially, yeah, Reply 1988. That came to me loads when I was reading this. Ooh, say more about that, please. <laughs> well, um, the family in that show, they're, they're living in this small half-basement apartment in a building with, like, three other families. Three other families in, like, the building complexy thing. They're... they're they're the only family in the apartment. Um, and on the street, I think there might be like five families total, maybe. And yeah, they all know each other. The mothers spend all day outside, um, out front, like preparing food together. They all rely on each other for support, share food, sometimes money. Some families are on the breadline, others aren't. But they all they all live in like three to four rooms and like are around each other like 
all the time. Um, and like, because it's 1988, you have the Olympics happening. There's an insight into the student protests for democratization of the government, the law in existence that you can't marry someone with the same surname. What? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's to do with like the ancestral home too, though. I think like, like Kim is a super common name, but there are like a bunch of different like bloodlines and stuff. So you could have the same name, but not be in the same family kind of. Seriously, how many hours a day do you spend on Wikipedia? Like for real, just be real with us right now, Sarah. But like not as many as you'd think. I don't know, Sarah, you used Defres ancestral home right there. I bet you know when that law was repealed. Bet you a deal. Well, like it's complicated. (laughs) (laughs) There was a legal ruling in like 1997 um, that the, the law was, yeah, unconstitutional. But the reform bill wasn't agreed and passed until like 2005. Jesus, man. What was the name of that show, Sertia? Uh, Reply 1988. Um, but there are three different series. Um, there's Reply 1994 and 1997 too. They all centre around like a love story, obviously. But there's, yeah, there's so much in there about like what was going on in the country at that time. Like in Reply 1994, you have like the rise of the Hallyu wave. Like so Taji are pretty much in the show. And there's the Sampung department store collapse. Oh, oh my God. Dude. Wait, what's, what's that? Like basically this huge department store like, the, the building wasn't fit to stay standing and it was like a miracle that it stood as long as it did there were like all these cracks in the ceilings identified like weeks before the collapse but the board insisted that it stay open so they didn't like lose profits or whatever hundreds of people were in there when it all just completely flattened out like a fucking cake falling in the oven man it was like disgraceful yeah oh my god like but yeah yeah and and then uh reply 1997 um that covered the financial crisis in asia um yeah that was one of the main things that happened there i I really did learn a lot watching you know or at least i came across things i wanted to learn more about like oh my god you're gonna love them oh whoa okay uh i did not realize we were talking about k-dramas and run bts for that length of time um we should we should take a break right now and uh, when we come back we will actually talk about kim Young as she truly deserves. Um, don't go away. Uh, hi. Um, you may recognise me as Dino, one of the lads that helps out with two tours, one shine. Um, well, I suppose it's no surprise to any of you that things have been a little slow since COVID hit, but every cloud has an open window. Or something. Um, see, during this downtime, I finally got to follow my dream. I have written a full-length one-man musical. Dino, here to meet you. Or a working title. That's that's a working title. My girlfriend is so beautiful. Our lockdown. They think it's cool To get you on the phone And take you back to school I'm not doing a Zoom quiz, man, da Shove your Zoom quiz, man, da In a chip sandwich She's so can now you prick the sooner that you put your mask on sooner that we get out of this with none of us sick come on can now you prick you're not even me uncle you're just me and his boyfriend you prick
Oh, yeah. Dino. He here to meet you. It's a working title. Haven't figured that out yet. But it's going to be on Instagram Live uh, Thursday, 14th January. Uh, tell your mates. Um, but not Butsy. He's, uh, he's not talking to me right now. Okay, there's... Yeah, there's there's a lot to unpack right there. Like, for real, man. That was... That was a lot. But, like... Dino and Butsy not talking. Like, do you, like drama happening in the two towers one Shane van. Like, is that what I'm hearing right now? Like, they're such good friends. I hope it's not because Dean wrote that musical. <gasps> oh my God, you think there's tea about Butsy in the musical thing? Okay, first of all, it really sounds like you completely spat all over your phone. That is correct. Yes, yes, I did. Okay, but also, like, yes, there might be tea in, in the musical, but it does sound like you're going to have to listen to a lot of singing about his girlfriend eating chip sandwiches before you get to any gossip. Well, like... I don't think I'd mind, like, if she really is that good looking, but, like, if he's spoofing, like, I won't be able to, like, listen to that shit, like, no. So you're just going to, like, stalk her on Instagram first? Ariana, Serge, Ariana, and uh, needless to say, I am disappointed. <laughs> oh, <my> God. <laughs> okay, um, so anyway, where book talk, where where do we want to start? Well, I guess we kind of ended on Jiang talking in other voices at the end of that excerpt, right? Yes, yes, we did, and then we proceeded to talk about run BTS and K-dramas, which was nothing to do with the book. So, so yes, absolutely. You're right. And we stopped with Jiang being inhabited by other people. I, I, don't, I don't know if I like that. Like what? Being inhabited by other people. It's like super passive. Like people are like, yeah, taking up residence in her. Like that's what that sounds like. But like when she's speaking in someone else's voice, she's able to say things that are important. Like maybe she can't tell her husband that she's having a hard time being a stay-at-home mother, but her friend Sonyang can. Her dead friends? Like do, do people really die like that? Like nowadays when they're having a baby? Yeah. Yeah, I I was thinking the same thing, Clee, so I looked it up before the show. Seriously? Well, like, we were definitely going to talk about it, Yes, you know? and we appreciate the foresight, Sarah. <laughs> That's me told, isn't it? anyway anyway um yeah 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 yeah. i looked i looked this up um before the show and i was able to find the numbers for ireland for like the last few years like there were six maternal deaths um per hundred thousand live births in um 2018 none in 2019 and the 2020 numbers yeah they're not published yet um yeah, Wikipedia has the 2017 global numbers too. So yeah, per 100,000 live births, that seems to be the ratio that's used. Um, in 2017, Japan, Ireland and Luxembourg had five deaths. Um, the UK and Germany had seven. New Zealand had nine. Canada had 10. South Korea, 11, 19 in the US. So like short answer, yeah. Doing the whole having kids thing is a genuine risk to your life as as a woman jesus and like people do just talk about having kids like it's just something you have to do but like that's kind of it's not the same but it's not a million miles away from the whole driving a car thing you have to do it and like you could 
proper die doing it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like people know how dangerous driving is. Like there are ads on TV about it constantly. But when it comes to having kids, people like... I think, anyway, are just kind of like, you know, when are you going to fulfill your lady destiny and just grow a human? It's, you know, it's not even that big a deal. Just get on with it. Yeah, when I was when I was looking at the numbers, um, I was kind of thinking, like, what's the comparable, like, equivalent for just guys? You know, because pregnancy is something that only, um, but you know what, not women, people who can get pregnant. Um, there are people who um, can get pregnant who don't identify as women and, and vice versa. Um, but yeah, um, if we're going to use men, women, the biological terms, I guess, um, men's rights groups like point out a lot that men are conscripted for military service and are considered for more dangerous occupations and stuff, which is, you know, going by the statistics and stuff is true. Um, but I had a look at the military deaths for 2017 as well. So like Ireland hasn't had a military casualty since 2015, like according to Wikipedia, I really should make that very, very clear. <laughs> this is just based on the... Um, the research one afternoon by an imaginary 18-year-old on Wikipedia. Um, but yeah, Ireland didn't look to have had a military casualty since then. Japan um, has just been engaged in military exercises since the war, it looks like. Um, no mention of fatalities that I could find. I wasn't able to find any deaths associated with South Korean military enlistment or like policing at the demilitarized zone or anything like that for 2017. Um, There were a couple of once-off instances in the years before and after where people had been shot uh, trying to cross the border and stuff. Um, Germany, South Korea and the UK um, have all been involved in peacekeeping in Afghanistan. Um, I wasn't able to find yearly numbers, but the totals for the war since the invasion in 2001 is 54 for Germany, um, 456 for the UK, two for South Korea and over 2300 for for the US. So 2300, like more than that. Yeah, like, yeah, uh, 2,355 over the 19 years since the war started. Um, But then, yeah, I looked up the actual numbers for the ratio for maternal deaths. So the 19 maternal, the the number 19 for the death rate um, for the US in 2017, like I said, that's per... 100,000 live births, which equates to close to like 700 women total that would have died during pregnancy, like either during birth or within 42 days of the birth or during their pregnancy um, in the US in, in that year alone. Jesus Christ, man. Yeah, and like people talk about pregnancy and having kids, like it's a rite of passage, like going through puberty, but like... I was thinking about this. What if what if you're like in labor? Yeah, just like women on telly or whatever. And like out of nowhere, the doctor just goes, hey, I don't like this. We're going to have to get you into theater um, for surgery. And and you don't have time to figure out if that means you're going to be okay or not. Or if like your baby is going to be okay or not. Like that's that's pretty full on, man. And like and that's just pregnancy and, and the whole birth situation like it, it doesn't even go into what it'd be like like once the baby like shows up yeah yeah I remember when I read Jiang talking in other people's voices it, it reminded me of this conversation that I overheard once um my mom has this friend who at the time had just had a baby like it's a few years ago now and she had been dealing with like yeah 
postpartum depression. Like people talk about that like it's just this chemical thing. And and that, you know, is the case, I, I assume, for like a lot of folks, you know, medicine like works for it and everything. Like and there's so many chemical changes going on in your brain, you know, you're growing a human. Um, but this this friend of my mom's, when when she started to feel better, um, and that took like a, a year or two, like she was talking to my mom about it and she she said that it was like the person she had been up until the point that she had the baby like stopped existing after the baby was born so like if one of us was you know having a baby like who we are right now wouldn't exist anymore that's that's how she felt you know and 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 like from then on her whole purpose everything she did every day was for the baby the baby told her when to get up when she could sleep when she could eat you know so that she could feed the baby afterwards all her time was spent with like the baby like right there right beside her she had no time to think her own thoughts or be her own person that's that's what it was like for her you know and it wasn't until the baby was able to like play on their own and learn things by themselves that like she was able to do things that were like her again and that was like a year and a half two years later like where where do you start after you've taken that long of a like break from yourself you know and like like what if you have another kid before the first one is able to start doing things on their own like how do you find the strength like physical strength to like keep going when every day you're waking up to cater completely to somebody that isn't you like that must be so exhausting but like Aren't you supposed to, like, isn't there supposed to be something that happens when you have the baby, like, that you love them more than yourself and all? See, my mom said at the time that that idea is kind of part of the problem. Like, people are always talking about how mothers instinctively love their kids more than anything, you know, straight away from birth. And that's, you know, all they need to keep going is just that instinctual love, you know. That that and and it does exist, you know. But but is it enough to always, every minute of every day, cancel out the fact that you might not feel like yourself anymore? And does it make you a bad person or a bad parent if you want to take time to say goodbye to, or like even maybe mourn that part of your life, you know? Or or if you're sad for a period of time or it comes back to you every so often that you don't get to do those things anymore and and what what about kids that like their their mom doesn't like them you know where that instinct maybe maybe oh oh, clean no no like if they're not bad people like my my mom asked the nurses to take me away when I was born because she had such a hard time with the whole birth thing she she didn't want to see me who told you that man she did yeah um yeah it's 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 strange to think think about it you know when like what if she was just like freaked out that she didn't get to be herself anymore and on top of that she was in like crazy physical pain as well like which it sounds like she was and like and 
like with um, Jiang, like the whole idea that maybe, or at least she was told she didn't have that much of herself to begin with oh yeah 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 yeah! all that stuff that happened like with Jiang when she was little like like no wonder she can't say like what she wants like when she's grown up and all yeah 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 that's that's it I think yeah she 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 can't speak for herself I think um so she has to ask other people other women in her life to do it for her yeah so so um again for folks listening like after that first chapter that we read earlier in the show the book is split into five more parts um so childhood 1982 to 1994 um adolescence 1995 to 2000 early adulthood 2001 to 2011 and marriage 2012 to 2015 and then there's a sort of epilogue um titled 2016 so yeah her her childhood actually centers a lot around her parents yeah which which makes sense i thought considering how voiceless jiang feels you know later on like of course her childhood is about her parents and not about her yeah like it was yeah it's pretty uncomfortable like kind of understanding why someone would be as sexist as like her grandmother and you understood that miss feminist over there bitch was so beyond wrong for ignoring them girls the way she did like no no like i i get what you're saying i think okay like it's not like jiang's grandmother is without reasons for her sexism she sort of just like yeah, she bought into the system. She followed the rules. Like we hear in the book how, yeah, her grandmother was this super hard worker and like took care of her whole home with next to no money coming in. And her husband was no help, but she just accepted that. Only one of her sons was willing to look after her when she was old. And she just accepted that too. You you need to have at least four sons to make sure you're taken care of when you're old. That was what she assumed was just the case. That's, that's the way it worked out. So yeah, that's the conclusion that she came to. And you work the system that you're born into in order to survive. Yeah, but like that's what was so uncomfortable because it's even though I could see how she got there, it's the wrong conclusion, man. It's so it's the wrong conclusion. Like that's that's what was so horrible about her being like all over like Jiang's mom like oh my god I love Aung Misuk so much like so much <laughs> again to clarify Aung Misuk uh, Jiang's mother and yeah all round feminist icon do we get to talk about how amazing she is like do we get to do that right now <laughs> I would be like the worst person in the world if I got in the way of this much joy for you Chloe oh my god yeah you would but, like, <laughs> yeah she from down the country somewhere and like she she was like real good in skill when she was a kid and all but like she had to leave early because like she just had to yeah to in them days and like yeah only boys could go and get the big jobs because girls are gonna have to like leave work and go have kids and all anyway so yeah Ami Silk and her sisters they go to like Seoul up from the country like at 15 same as JKO Pa but that's a different story um, to work in a factory like yeah so they can pay for like all their brothers to go college like and um yeah, eventually, when all their brothers are, like, established, they, like, the girls realise, like, the boys aren't going to pay for them to go to school. Like, they're never going to get their turn. Like, so, Ami Suk, she enrolled for, like, night school to, like, finish high school and stuff. And, like, she wanted to be a teacher, but, like, she got married and had kids instead because, like, that's what she have to do, innit? But, like, she, you know, like, she don't ever let her girls, Jiang and on. Uh, un- 
Eunyoung, yeah, is 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 Jiang's older sister, and like, yeah, she don't ever let them girls like forget that they could like go anywhere and like do anything that they want to, like a bleeding legend. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That's the best like summary of anything I've ever heard. Like for real, time, oh my god. But like, like that thing that like yeah, the fact that like yeah. Omisuk was was so clear with like Unyong and and Jiang about how they could like go anywhere and do anything like that that made the whole and it, like it was so horrible but like like it, it it was really confusing as well because so like there was this part where like yeah Omisuk is is pregnant with uh, it's, it's after Jiang is born she she gets pregnant again and um, they're pretty sure that they're gonna have another girl and she like kind of realizes that she can't go through with the pregnancy and like that was really confusing yes yes because we're clearly all like insanely pro-choice like forcing people to have children against their will is like abject cruelty um so yeah the termination of pregnancy like electively is it needs to be legal but like yeah that that whole story was just it was almost like the 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 opposite like that she felt that she was pressurized to have determination as opposed to the kind of pressure that we're used to in Ireland to to go through with a pregnancy against your will that's that's the pressure so it was yeah that was that was confusing yeah like the the whole thing was yeah Omisuk's mother-in-law was very clear that she shouldn't be having more girls she needed to have a boy you need to have at least four boys to be looked after in your old age we we talked about that earlier like that was genuinely what she believed like and and then when yeah um misuk went to speak to her husband about what if the baby was a girl and like yeah he he doesn't say that it wouldn't matter he says not to tempt fate by even talking about it so that's pretty much him saying yeah we don't want another baby if it's not a girl and being an unwanted child which is what that baby would have been that's not it's not great no 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 like it's it's fine it's just that was that was always going to be my clap back at the the pro-lifers back before the eighth amendment got repealed um i suppose if people learned from ireland that are listening uh, like that was it happened a couple of years ago um, abortion was legalised here in Ireland um, like yeah if they came if they started on at me about the abortion being a way to kill children and you know and was I okay with that like the comeback that I had sort of ready was like if I had been aborted things would have been better you know for my folks for me probably Jesus Kleena Kleena seriously like that's not like uh, oh my my god what I'm allowed to have an opinion it's just an opinion yeah yeah you you are you are um I'm uh, I'm glad you're here if that makes any difference yeah yeah me 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 too obviously Kleena you are not responsible for your folks alright Chloe no this is crazy Clee. you're not responsible for your parents being alright okay like it's supposed to be the other way around like that drove me mad reading the book as well like yeah you're supposed to be respecting your elders and like helping out and everything yet like yes that is what sound people do but like being worked till you can't work no more just cause the people whose job it is like think is beneath them like Jesus Christ Chloe 
No, Jiang's big sister making sure she goes to school and has a lunch ready when she's only like a year or two older than her. Jiang looking after her little brother. Oh, thank Jesus he was born. Doing the same thing after Onyong goes to college. Like, dude, that is out of necessity. Her folks were working the whole time to make sure there was enough money to send them to college and keep them in a home and with food. It sucks, yeah. And it was like not fair, 100%. But blaming individuals for a situation they can't change, not exactly helpful, okay? What? So, like, Jiang's supposed to just sit there and take it. Well, what? Like, there was that one scene with Misuk and Anyang. So, yeah, Jiang's older sister and their mom. Uh, Misuk is trying to convince Anyang to become a school teacher because it's a guaranteed, like, state career. It's a good job for working mothers. She'd receive a paycheck while doing her training. Like, that would help out at home. And Anyang tells her mom simply that, like, she has no intention of being a teacher. It's not where her interests are. She doesn't even know if she wants to get married. So what's the point? Will she even be a working mom? You know, all that kind of stuff. And um, Misuk just apologizes just sort of says, I didn't take your feelings into account. I'm really sorry. I shouldn't have done that. And that's it. It's over. No fight, no guilt, no nothing. Anyang shares something with her mom that she had forgotten about or wasn't aware of. And Misuk apologizes. And that's the end of it. But like Anyang does become a teacher, though, because she has the choice to. She isn't being forced to do so changes the whole situation but like does it though like it is a job that's good for working mothers otherwise yeah she'd end up doing the part-time jobs that her mother ended up doing in the house to earn extra money like surely that's forcing her hand a little bit that whole thing was mental I know can you imagine like having to do odd jobs like that just because you don't have access to childcare and now like I mean like isn't it mental like that it's exactly the same as when we were growing up like me ma used to work half days in her office but then do freelance work at home too like we used help with the filing I meant 10 it is where I learned the organisational skills for which I am now famous for today. It's totally not what you're famous for, man. Oh, 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 okay. We'll see who's organised next May when certain people are looking for study notes, okay? That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying <laughs> right now. Speaking of school. Oh my God, that little prick with the shoe. I should not be looking forward to you talking about this as much as I no, am. No, seriously, who the Jesus does he think he is kicking me girl Jiang's shoe down to cut, like the classroom and then like she getting in trouble for it? Like I'd have had him out the front of that school that evening and if it was just just his shoes he'd lost, he'd be bleeding lucky. But like, I proper do think he just fancied her, that's all I'm saying. Like, yeah, I, I hadn't thought about that being an anti-feminist thing before. Oh, bad feminist. Like, like, yeah, man, like, that's the thing. Like, people do say that, like, oh, like, he's picking on you because he likes you. But like, yeah, the thing is, the stuff kids do to each other, like, if they're, like, bullying each other, like, it's it's pretty full on. Like, and if it's prolonged mistreatment, yeah, that is, that is full on bullying. And that is totally unacceptable. So, like, why... When it's a boy doing it to a girl, do we sit back and like watch them and sort of say, oh my God, it's so cute. He has a crush on her. Yeah. And then like, yeah, the teacher saying, oh, give him a chance. You could have a new friend. Like, like she could be orchestrating Jiang's like future happiness. Like all Jiang has to do is patiently rise above all of the abuse she's been catching and make friends with the person that's been bullying her all year even though she absolutely doesn't want to spend another minute in his company. Like, it does say a lot about the value of girls' feelings and, like, experience, doesn't it? Yeah, and, like, the amount of times that's said to girls, like, and and you can see it the whole way through the book, like, the likes of the girls, the two sisters sharing snacks 
and their brother being given a whole one and like them sharing a room so that their brother can have his own despite him being like an actual baby. Like that idea that going without something as a girl or a woman is graceful and noble. Like daddy at home does talk about my grandmother like she was this saint like she oh she'd give me father his dinner then all of us and if we'd ask where her dinner was she'd say oh I'll get mine in a minute I'm sure there were days when she didn't eat oh she was an angel like and and that's yeah that's a source of like pride like he never says oh she must have had like a really hard time I wish she could have talked to us or or yeah his dad about it like no just she always put us first and like I I don't I don't know how I feel about that yeah the the idea kept coming to me when I was reading that like sexism and treatment of women as as secondary to men it it can be more than just a horrible habit that's burrowed into society you know that's usually the way we think about it that it's this awful thing that's left over from the past that we've just been kind of too lazy or too blind to change but what if sexism is actually a tradition like something that people are weirdly proud of that they think serves a purpose serves a purpose like say like say the uniforms how did Jesus is having strict rules for school uniforms supposed to serve a bleeding purpose it's that thing isn't it like lads can't be held responsible for their actions so the best way to protect girls is to have them cover their dangerous sinful bodies (laughs) that's all I think of that (laughs) alright Mature, Chloe, real mature. <laughs> like, like I do remember my mom making this big deal over my brother going to like the CBS school in town, which is like all boys um, for folks that aren't from Ireland. Um, but yeah, because like if she sent him to a mixed school, he'd be too busy trying to impress girls to do any work. Yeah, the only way he was going to be able to get into the college he wanted was to go to an all boys school. You are messing. Not a word of a lie, my friend. But like. Girls keep the boys in line in school. Tyke does say that the single most effective study aid in school was like the alpha girl rolling her eyes and being like, oh my god, you're so immature. And uh, is uh, Tyke having any issues with studying right now? Sasha, if you uh, catch my meaning. Well, I mean, there are orbiting spacecraft that caught that meaning, Chloe, but <laughs> I think um, maybe Astrid is the person to deal with don't that. Don't you mention that home wreck around me, Saoirse Flannery, don't you do that. <laughs> so Taig has a new girlfriend. <laughs> no, they've been like, going out for a while, man. Like, didn't she like come back from Erasmus just as the whole like COVID thing was kicking off? You are doing this just to get a rise out of me, Katie Murphy, but I won't rise to this taunting. I will overcome this onslaught that's happening right now. <laughs> but like, the thing is, the uniform makes no difference like Jiang still gets groped on the train and the bus going to school like she has guys like touching her back like running their hands over her goddamn bra strap like oh my god I genuinely thought I was the only person that happened to it's so weird man like it's my now grey bra that used to be white that I wear when everything else is in the wash like why are you feeling it up like it's some sexual fetish of yours also why do they think they're being super sneaky about it like we can feel where your hand is man it's super weird don't do it why don't you tell them to like get their hand off you or you'll break it I said that to my dad yesterday and he was only handing me a spoon okay first off you're my hero thank you and Second, 
yeah, you're constantly told that blokes can 100% destroy you given half a chance. Like, why would you make a scene and take a non-dangerous situation into a dangerous one? I'm not saying that's the case, but it's it's certainly the, the programming, if that makes sense. Yeah, plus people are going to say it's your fault anyway for dressing the way you dress or whatever. Remember that poor girl who took that rape case against those rugby players in the North? Like, Jesus, was that two years ago now? Anyway, like... All anybody talked about was like what she was wearing, how she was done up like the night that they went out, like how she set herself up to be alone with those guys and how they thought like how up for it that made her look. Like, don't man, like I get so mad when I think about that case. I, I can't handle it. Like what's really, really fucking annoying all about that is that like she was just wearing the dresses that they sell on boohoo.com. Like, like it's not like she got them clothes made special or like bought them at like prostitutes.org. Like... This is what's like advertised and what like little mix be wearing, you know, like so it's like we're supposed to buy them and wear them because we're being told to like buy them and wear them and all. But like also like we also need to somehow be unrapeable while doing so. But the clothes are the reason why you get raped in the first place. Like I I can't. I just I don't understand. But like the thing is, even if you weren't in a backless bodycon places. Oh my God, how did you know? (laughs) (laughs) Like they'd still feel entitled to like your attention and your body. Like Jiang's not in any way provocative in school and a boy still follows her off the bus talking about how she's always flirting with him in school, like smiling at him with all her highs and goodbyes. I mean, oh, the rage. Oh, the rage. And like if that lady didn't come along, that boy would have taken what he felt he was entitled to and like you'd wonder if that happened would she think it was assault or would she feel that maybe she did lead him on and therefore he would have just gotten some if she would have made the mistake oh my god like I I just I just I can't I can't I'm too angry right now this is ah so uh, so if we if we talk about the whole virgin worship thing your head might explode no 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 no. I have my whole tirade planned oh there's there's a tirade Sarah if you didn't think there was gonna be a tirade on this you are an actual dumbass (laughs) She's got a point there. All right, I can see, man. Like, no, you guys, like, no, seriously. Like, yeah, there's that point that Onyong makes about there being no medication to deal specifically with menstrual cramps because a woman's uterus should be drug-free, like sacred grounds in a virgin forest. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about the guy in the hiking club. Oh, I'm getting to him. Oh, she getting to him? You go, Katie, you tear that prick and you want to do it. Do it. That's so supported right now. But but yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, not only are girls treated like decorations in the hiking club when Jiang goes to college. Yeah, like, I knew there was a reason why I hate guys, like, making a big deal over opening doors and doing all that ladies first nonsense. But, like, that whole, oh, you can't make decisions, you're too pretty, let us carry that for you, like... Jesus, that hiking club, that just really brought all of that into focus. Here, no, 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 hold on a second. So, like, you're saying right now that someone opens the door for you and you're not going to walk through and say thanks. That's that's what we're talking about right no, now. No, Jesus Christ, Chloe, like, I'm not a maniac. Like, no, if someone's being sound to me by holding the door open, yeah, that's amazing. But they should be cool with me doing the same for them. And if I'm the one who's closer to the door, why, oh, why would you race past me to open it for me that is just weird ah Sarah you're messing not a word of an actual lie weirdo on work experience with me in transition year would not stop with that shit it was exhausting and like as if that wasn't oh, enough oh yeah the, the tirade yeah, yeah you've got this guy who's like into Jiang talking to his mates about how he can't get with her because she's had another boyfriend before and that's like chewing gum that someone else has spat out I did have to put the book down for a second when I I read that part that 
Yeah, that was a lot. It's a thing though, man. Like I've heard D's mates talk about girls back when, yeah, he could still have parties. And like, if they knew for sure that a girl hadn't had sex before. Uh, how in the Jesus would they know that? Like, I genuinely don't know, man. But they used to say... Yeah, that it was like a consideration. The fact that someone would have been, like this girl or whoever it was they were talking about, would have only been with them, like being someone's first. Like that was that was a thing for them. That is so gross, right? Like it's just, it's just so sad. Like blokes are the ones that are acting in this way and they're the ones that historically have been making the rules. So it's like there's never any responsibility taken for the male side of sexual violence or the fear that women have to live in. Like, like Jiang's dad giving her a baiting after that bloke follows her off the bus. Like, or any of her boyfriends who were all like super nice and like respectful to begin with. Like they all decide to have a problem with her. Like whether it's working with other men unsupervised or, or doing well at college or whatever it is. That's, you know, it's always her fault for not working around the insecurities that they have. Like, it's just... It's just so sad. Like, of course, Jiang is going to lose her grip on reality at some stage. Like, how can you be told that many times that you're wrong and not have it affect how you see the world? Right. Like, and even professionally, like, despite the fact that any long term projects are given to men by default because they can't give something like that to someone who's just going to take leave or quit to be a mommy. Like, even the women that can make it work and and keep working are subject to just disgusting, like disgusting levels of sexism. Oh my God, that spy cam stuff. Like seriously, like these blokes really get off on seeing women changing in the changing rooms. Like I don't understand, like there is nothing sexy about me trying to get into a pair of jeans. Like first of all, yes there absolutely is. Oh you charmer, Katie Morphy. (laughs) Second of all, like it's about control. Like they want to see and share those images without the victim's knowledge and like feel superior like what else is there to get off on except the feeling of power well you know the boobies (laughs) (laughs) i really wish i really wish your timing wasn't as good as it was man it's a curse because you really were making an excellent point there (laughs) i appreciate you man i appreciate you back Did you guys notice that there are only like two instances in the whole book where Jiang makes a decision for herself that like isn't influenced by other people's well-being or like their opinion of her? Wait, what? No. No, seriously, yeah. She decides to take a taxi to the doctors when she's pregnant because no one on the train will let her sit. And you could make the argument that that decision actually is in response to other people's attitude to her and by extension all pregnant women, um... So actually, forget I said that. But the other decision, yeah, I noticed was at the very end of the book. Yeah, Jiang has some time after she picks her daughter up from daycare and she decides to get a coffee and take her to the park for a few minutes. Just, you know, sit on a bench and enjoy her coffee while the baby is asleep in the buggy. She's been spending her time looking after the child since she was born. She's had a child because it was time to, not because she wanted to. She gave up her job because it made financial sense, according to her very kind and supportive husband. But still, she was told to do it. You know, she took the job she had because it was the only place that was willing to take on the risk of a woman that was only going to leave after having a baby anyway that were annoyed at her for you know proving their prejudice right again you know and that's yeah this was the it really struck me that she was just like oh you know what I'm gonna go to the park right now shit and when she takes that yeah one moment for herself then a group of strangers begin insulting her like she's not even there which you know kind of precipitates her losing her mind this really is the saddest book we've read like by far like 
Yeah, like kind of because she's everybody. Like yeah, Kim Jiang is is every woman. Like what's yeah, what's that line? Jiang became different people from time to time. Some of them were living, others were dead. All of them were women she knew. No matter how you looked at it, it wasn't a joke or a prank. Truly, flawlessly, completely, she became that person. Dude. Yeah. Like, I was going to say, like, did we want to do Easter eggs or whatever? But it, it doesn't feel like this is that book. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. Like, plus, it kind of feels like everything that's been included has, like, major significance, you know? Even down to the suit Jiang wears to her interview and the food that gets made for Chuseok at her in-laws, you know? Like, I think that does happen with shorter novels. Like, anything that's included is sort of needed to move the story forward, like, or has some significance to the plot or characters or, like, but. So, like, maybe instead of Easter eggs, like, is there is there anything you're going to do differently after reading this book? Because it kind of feels like, I don't know, we got a window into some stuff here that was particularly affecting. So did anything, yes, stick with you guys afterwards? Like, you know, when like you have a cousin or like an aunt or something that's had a baby and like it's all they t- like it's all they talk about and it's like so boring. Oh, it's so boring. But like like what if they genuinely have nothing else to talk about? Oh my god, because they were so tired looking after their baby that they weren't able to like watch my boys do their New Year's concert. Like, oh my god, that is so sad to me. Oh my god, did they not see the latest performance of JK has blonde hair, Katie? I need you to stop. I need you to stop right now. <laughs> but like, you know the way you see, yeah, like a mom or a dad out with their kids in a park or a McDonald's or something and, and they look like they genuinely don't care. Like, that they're maybe, like, properly dead inside. Like, maybe that's not their fault, you know? And also, pregnant ladies are, like, actual soldiers. Like, actually, like, out there on the front lines, growing a human. Like, they're out there being deadly. Having their lives, like, actually on the line. Like, I'm not being dramatic or nothing. Sarah has the numbers. You all heard. <laughs> and like, but, like, maybe, you know, if someone has a baby, not even maybe, like, absolutely, they are still them. Like, doesn't have to be just about the baby maybe maybe you buy them a lipstick if you see it and like yeah you think they'd like it like Sungyeon does that for Jiang like maybe you do a book club over the phone or you go over to visit more often to have like a bitch or whatever like not because you feel sorry for them or anything but like just because they have more responsibilities and it's harder to make time for that stuff it's it's sound of you to try to meet them more than halfway for the amount of time that that's the case yeah and like calling out shitty behavior when you see it like I know that's really obvious and stuff but like like there was this one time where I'm pretty sure I saw this guy take an upskirt photo and like I of like this other girl not me like I thought he might have like just dropped his phone but like I don't know I don't know I should have said something I just like what if I was wrong kind of thing yeah I know and like but yeah, it, I'd rather make a faux pas than have someone take advantage of us not wanting to embarrass ourselves. Like, yeah, like I could have just been like, oh, here, d- did you drop your phone? Is it OK? Because it kind of looked like you just placed it on the floor at that girl's feet. You'd want to be careful. People think you're taking photos. And like there were people around. Like it's not like we were down a dark alley or anything. I wasn't in danger. Yeah. So you'll do it next time, man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's so scary. Like, that was the thing down in the book, wasn't it? Women, like, having to do, like, the horrible or scary or embarrassing shit. Like, so it's better for people coming after. Like, it's not great. 
It is, it is necessary, though, man. It is necessary. <laughs> Feminist acts. Shit, but necessary. <laughs> when are you going to start making them t-shirts, Sarah, for real? Like, <laughs> I should. I should. Oh, man, I really didn't think our last show of this series would be so serious. Jesus. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, you know, you, you got to read these important books, right? I've wanted to read this one for ages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, yeah, it's a lot. It's. Yeah, I don't know. I sort of had it in my head that we were going to do like a sort of a light wrap up thing where I was talking about how it's like been nearly a year since we started doing the podcast to begin with. Oh my God, yeah, it was the end of January last year, wasn't it? Oh my God, yeah, you're right. Oh my God, remember how awesome Marion Keys was about no, it? Like, I cannot handle how much I love her, like like seriously. like. But yeah, yeah, it's nearly a year since Elsie did the scary thing and started recording herself doing voices, talking about books in the spare bedroom. It's, uh, yeah, it's kind of cool here Sarah don't be talking about LC that like diminishes my personhood okay you're not a person man you can't have personhood you're a figment of LC's imagination you can you can have figmenthood but, but if but if I'm a figment of her imagination Katie then me and JK Opa are definitely never gonna get married like I, 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 I cannot work like this I can't <laughs> aside from whatever that is <laughs> it is pretty awesome that like we're still doing this a year later it is yeah, cool yeah yeah and like that there are people that like listen isn't that like mad though it is it is very very mad <laughs> but like no but like seriously we're we're so grateful that you guys all listen to some girl pretending to be five girls in her bedroom it's it's decidedly awesome of you and since like it's just lc making this if you did want to share the podcast on social media or tell your mates that would be decidedly awesome of you. And you know, it might get Chloe that one little bit closer to marrying J.K. Opa. Sir, no! <gasps> like, Sir, no, that's not okay! It, no, but like, Chloe, you do realise that you'd have to marry him in Elsie's body. But, but she's so old. Them's the rules. So yeah, yeah, actually, if you, if you want to see Chloe die inside when she finally figures out how much worse Elsie's old ass skin is compared to that of BTS. Oh my gosh, she's so old. <laughs> <laughs> you can like and subscribe to the podcast on your podcast platform of choice. Um, and yeah, if you get a chance to rate and review it, it does help folks hear about us, which, you know, is, is always cool. And um, yeah, if you're following us on Twitter at, at chiclet 4 life one or on Instagram at, at lifechicklet4. Um, you can help folks see us um, by like liking, sharing, retweeting, you know, telling your mates generally, just being class in general. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. And we, do you know what? We should we should thank Marion Keys again for being so deadly. Oh my God, she's so cool. She shared us on her story this week and it was, oh, she's just amazing. Just love her so much. Um, that's all I have to say about that. Retinol is for old people, innit? I'm gonna buy that bitch some retinol to like use to like de old herself. Like, this is not gonna die anytime soon, is yeah, it? Yeah, but Elsie might, Kate. Wow, you'd hear about the old musical, yeah? Yeah, it's a. Uh, it's a lot. So, while you're figuring out, like us, if you still respect your mate when he's singing about how mad he is about his girlfriend eating chip sandwiches or some shit, come on down and get your boy fixed at two tours, one time. Maybe your tours are in good nick from the last time you got them checked, and you're using that oil you bought last time you stalled it over to keep your chain running smoothly. Well then, why don't you stall it on over and pick up one of the t-shirts Jono's brother made up for us on the cheap? 
what better way to spend lockdown than explaining who two Taurus one chain are on the family zoom quiz you're definitely going to so come on down to two Taurus one chain we definitely won't be talking about how mad we are about our girlfriends two Taurus one chain up yours Dino your musical shit